Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are actually going to do a place that I found out about on our recent trip. When we were in Savannah, there were some people staying at the same bed and breakfast, and they told me about this place. And I looked it up, and it is a fantastic recommendation. Ooh, I don't even think I was involved in this conversation. I think I missed it. So you may not have caught it, but as soon as they told me the name, I made sure to make a note of it in my phone. This is your haunted holiday at the Grove Park Inn in Asheville, North Carolina. Before we get into the show, I did want to let everybody know that we just returned back from a pretty long trip that we made a lot of different plans in, some ghost-related, some not ghost-related, more beachy stuff. But as part of this, I know we've been kind of hyping this up, we did go to the St. Augustine Lighthouse, our listener Callie was there, she was awesome, and... We think she may have found an EVP at the St. Augustine Lighthouse. So something to look forward to with an upcoming episode that we are going to cover in a lot of detail about our time there. It was so cool. Keep an eye out for that episode. And we're looking to really analyze that audio so we can share it with everybody. Yeah, it was an epic epic location for us to go to but we've got several future episodes coming your way uh, with stops and places that we stayed at from our recent trip so I'm excited to share that with everybody yes all right but let's talk about the Grove Park Inn because this really is I think a classic haunt and there's a pretty cool ghost here I think But this place was built over a hundred years ago in the mountains of North Carolina in 1913. And it was built by a man named Edwin Wiley Grove and his son-in-law, Fred Laurie Seeley. And they actually built their fortune with a medical product back in the day called Grove's Tasteless Chill Tonic, which to me sounds like, oh, maybe that's like some kind of BS trickery drug but it's actually not it was quite popular apparently malaria back in the day in the southern states was quite an issue and this was an anti-malaria drug and it was pretty good at hiding the taste of malaria medication and so they became very rich off this Edwin Grove was asked to move by his doctor to North Carolina. His doctor, for whatever reason, thought that the climate there may be good. It was also a place where a lot of people like to go um, for different medical treatments and that kind of thing. He ended up loving it and decided, you know what? I want to build a grand hotel that is going to rival the grandest of hotels in the country. And so this is this is still a really cool place. And it has been operating since 1913. Wow. I mean, it's good to hear that this guy's tonic actually was legitimate because, you know, we've done other episodes. One that pops into mind is the Crescent Hotel, you know, where it was really just a big scam situation. So I'm very happy that this guy was legit. Yeah. He made his money legitimately and put 
uh, a good chunk of that into this this fabulous hotel in the mountains. And I will say we'll talk about it, but this place is on the fancy scale. Okay, it's it's very nice. If I had a lot of money, I would definitely go here. You probably don't have to be rich to go here, but I mean, it's up there. Kind yeah, of. I mean, it's always it's always possible to splurge, and, and sometimes it's worth it. Absolutely. The other thing to note about this hotel is during World War II, I wouldn't say that it was used as a hospital. However, it was used in some regards. So it they actually used it to have access diplomats stay at this hotel when they were entering the United States. But it also was used as a recovery location for sailors. So when sailors would come back from the war, maybe they had a minor injury or something like that, they would be sent to this hotel to recover. So not a full-blown hospital, but certainly some care going on here. It's interesting, though, that they had people from the Axis countries staying at this place while also potentially at the same time you had some military members staying there recovering. That's that's kind of strange, right? But whatever works. Yeah, absolutely. And again, this place is grand. There has been so many famous people that have stayed here. I'm going to name a few. Harry Houdini, the really famous magician, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and former President Obama have stayed at this hotel. There's not a ton of information out there in regards to tragedy or horrible things that have happened here. Although, you know, we say this a lot on this show that hotels, especially hotels that are over 100 years old, sometimes horrible things happen in these places, right? And it's not necessarily written in the history books about it. There is one story, and I would... You know, it's a pretty common story here, but I would still probably qualify it as a legend because we don't know who this person was specifically. However, what they essentially say is there was a woman who was staying on the fifth floor and in the middle of the hotel is what they call like an atrium area where all the floors kind of overlook this atrium with, I guess I would call it almost like balconies looking down into it. There was a woman that was staying at the hotel and we don't know why or or how this happened, but she essentially fell from the fifth floor balcony into this atrium and died. They don't believe it was a guest of the hotel that would that whose name was on record. There are a few theories about who this woman might have been. One is that maybe she was actually having an affair at the time, meeting her lover, and he decided to break things off, and so she threw herself from the balcony is one of the more common stories that you'll hear. Or the other story is that she was just simply some kind of rich lady staying at the hotel and slipped and fell. Yeah. Yeah, that is tragic. But this is, is this an actual event that we know for sure occurred or is this legend? This is legend. Although even people at the hotel tell this story to this day, it's been talked about for about a hundred years, actually. Mm -hmm. 
So it's been one of those stories that's been passed down. One of the other things I heard was that they didn't really want this death on the hotel's record books. And so they kind of rolled her up into a rug and oh my sent gosh. her to like the morgue from there and didn't want to record it. Although I only heard that in one spot. So hard to say. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. At first, I thought you were going to say they like disposed of the body like secretly when you said rolled her in a rug. But I'm glad that maybe they dropped her off at a morgue. Yes. The other thing to note that will become important about this character is it was a young woman. We know that she was blonde. And at the time, she was wearing a pink sequined ball gown. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So, Lindsay, this place really does appear to have a lot of activity to the point where this is a fancy hotel and they even acknowledge that there is a ton of activity here. Some of the basic things that you're going to want to keep an eye out for are footsteps, rearranged objects in your room, lights that flicker on and off. But what I will say is almost all of this activity has been attributed to who they call the Pink Lady. Mm, Okay, this is why you made such a point previously to mention her pink sequin dress. A very, very specific description of this ghost. Now, the pink sequin dress is important because she is called the Pink Lady for a reason. She appears sometimes as a pink mist, But also sometimes you may see a clear as day apparition that looks like a person wearing a pink sequined ball gown. So there is quite the range of activity here. Obviously, when you see the apparition or the pink mist, we can attribute it to her. But there is tons of other things that are happening that they tend to say, oh, those footsteps, that's the pink lady. So pretty much all of the activity that I'm going to talk about is attributed to her. But honestly, I'd be curious, like this is an old hotel. Is there anything beyond the pink lady that could be doing some of this activity? 
you just never know. I mean, that's the difficulty with, you know, being interested in the paranormal and, and potential hauntings, right? Is it, you can't really nail this stuff down. I mean, it's, you just, it's hard to hard to guess, but it's interesting that they've definitely seen an apparition of a woman in a pink dress. So maybe we know she's likely there haunting the place, but I mean, if they have a lot of activity, I bet there's been other some, some other spirits there. Yeah, but they say the pink lady is very active. But I mean, I think just like you, like those footsteps you hear, maybe it's the pink lady, but maybe it's something else. Absolutely. What I will say that you'll be happy to hear is all of the activity, for the most part, appears to be very friendly. They say this pink lady is a very nice character, a caring individual, and I'll get into some of the stories as to why they think that, but there's really nothing here that seems evil or harmful in any way. Although I would say some of the scarier instances are related to the feeling of being touched, which people have felt multiple times. Specifically, the most famous story of somebody getting touched is a contractor who was doing some maintenance on the hotel. He was entering the Palm Court atrium where she had fallen to her death. And he said that like he could feel her presence. I don't know exactly what that feeling was like. But not only that, he had this kind of creepy feeling that she was there. He felt his ear being tugged on. And he like screamed, ran out of there, absolutely terrified and refused to ever go back into that atrium area of the hotel again. That's so interesting. I mean, this is something that you know, neither of us have experienced, you know, that kind of situation with a, with a ghost. But I, I wonder, you know, some people describe being touched by an apparition as like, literally, it feels like a, a person you can, you know, we had a instance at the Marshall House where one of the, the overnight staff mentioned, he literally felt a little kid's hand grab his hand. And he thought for sure there was going to be a child there. And then on the other hand, you, you know, we were at the Sorrel Weed House just recently, and the lady mentioned, you know, it could feel like cobwebs. So it sounds like this guy felt more of that what really felt like a person kind of pulling on his ear and and that is that's a really good point Lindsay because that is pretty consistent with the stories here of being touched it is the feeling of a real person's hand touching you even mm -hmm. though you can't see it so for example there are other people who say that they will wake up to their feet being tickled by somebody specifically in the room that they think she was staying in, which is room 545 on the fifth floor. People have that there more commonly. That would totally freak me out. I do not want anything touching my feet, especially if I can't see it. Like, get out of here with that. I, Nope, no interest in having a ghost mess with my feet while I'm sleeping. I would be freaked. That would terrify me too. Also, I don't like the feeling of being tickled. Like, no, I don't either. No, get out of here with that, let alone a ghost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time I get a pedicure and they get the little sponge thing to like really scrub your feet, it is like really difficult for me to get through it because I am ticklish. So ugh, I don't want a ghost tickling me either. 
I am right there with you. There was another story of somebody getting touched and she was staying in the room and about midnight she heard what sounded like guests checking into the room next to her entering the room. And she also oddly enough felt what felt like somebody holding her hand. Like she described it as like a warm hand in her hand, but she couldn't see anything. And when she asked the front desk the next day, hey, I thought I heard people checking into the room about midnight. And they said, nope, nobody's staying there. And that hand that you felt, that was probably the pink lady. Oh, cool. I love that the hotel gave them that explanation. (laughs) Now, the other thing that's interesting about her and very specific is she tends to show herself to kids more often than adults although she will show herself to adults but she really is seen by kids quite a bit and one of the things that she will do is if a kid is kind of sick maybe laying in the bed sometimes she will appear to those children and kind of like rub their arm and talk soothingly to them like as a full apparition And in fact, I guess years ago, there was a doctor there that was treating a kid. And as the doctor was leaving, he asked the front desk, he said, hey, and he left them a note saying, hey, can you thank the lady in the pink dress? The kids said they absolutely loved playing with her. Mm, That's crazy. He didn't see the lady in the pink dress, but he heard about the lady in the pink dress from the kids that he was caring for. Well, this definitely sounds like a nice ghost. I also think, and it sounds like she's more likely just to kind of feel some sort of connection with the kids, and that's why she's showing herself, right, Um, as like a caretaker kind of person. But I also think that kids might just be more open to, to seeing spirits. I think their minds just haven't come up with the cynicism yet, you know, and the doubtful, you know, we, we're more likely to question what we're seeing and, and kind of try to come up with another explanation. But I think kids might just be able to see them a little bit more often. Totally. I, I completely agree with you on that. And the other really cool story about the pink lady is there was a kid that was separated and from their family was just kind of lost wandering through this big hotel And the kids said that they were approached by a woman in a pink ball gown. And they said to them, hey, do you need help? And they said, I can't find my grandma or my family. And so this woman in the pink dress proceeded to walk with this kid, they say, for about 30 minutes looking for their family. And then all of a sudden the kid said, oh, there's my nanny or whatever. And suddenly the lady in pink disappeared. And they think it was the pink lady helping this child reconnect with their family. That's so awesome. I love that that story. So definitely a friendly ghost here that may do some creepy things like tugging your ear or tickling your feet. But I feel like all in jest and probably for a little bit of fun. This seems to be a very intelligent, active spirit at this location. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I would really be interested in like, you know, bringing maybe like our niece and nephew over there and telling them before we get to the hotel, pretend you're like you're lost and wandering around and let's see what happens. Or maybe act sick, like in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like I said, Lindsay, this is on the fancy scale of haunted locations. But if you have a chance to go here, I really think it does look nice, even if it's just for a day or maybe two. I mean, Lindsay, let me give you an example of how fancy this place is. They have a 43,000 square foot subterranean spa. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's much bigger than I was expecting even i was thinking kind of like a small nice little hotel up in the mountains is what i was thinking but no this is apparently some really big grand place it's pretty big the spa is massive and they have like underground like different like roman baths and different rooms with fragrances that are supposed to do something you know relaxing i suppose right but I mean, you can get a day pass to this spa, but it is so popular from what I was reading on their website that you have to be an actual overnight guest in order to even book a spa service or a day pass to the spa. You can't just show up because they want to make sure there's room for their overnight guests to be able to, to fit in there because it's such a popular spot. It sounds really nice. It is. If you look at the pictures, there's like people wearing bathrobes sitting by a fire pit. Like, I mean, it it looks nice and very expensive probably. But there is also a number of indoor and outdoor pools. There is a golf course and there is a ton of different restaurants. If you just click on the dining section of their restaurants, I think there may have been like 10 different food options here, some of which are considered like top level dining where you can get seafood and steaks there's also a brunch buffet a breakfast buffet i mean it looks delicious right up our alley so if you book a room here you don't need to go anywhere everything you need is right there absolutely hotel yes with beautiful views of the mountains so if you do want to stay here though again now keep in mind prices range and you might be able to find a coupon out there or there may be a deal at different times of year and seasons so these prices are going to vary but based on what I was looking at for upcoming dates the lowest price to be able to get in was for a two double bedroom which looked very nice and and comfortable and updated by the way for $484 a night okay so I mean that's kind of what I was thinking it might cost, right? Like right up in that, you know, multiple hundred dollars. But think about this, right? If you've got four people staying in that room, split the cost. Or, I mean, this sounds like a, a great getaway for like kind of a romantic weekend or something like that. Maybe you, you know, splurge on an anniversary or, or whatnot and you go up there. But if you're like me and Lisa, you know, we might say, hey, let's bring two friends and let's split that cost four different ways since you've got two double beds that's really not that bad agree if you can split it four ways i think it's totally reasonable that's a really good point and maybe make it like a girls weekend or a boys weekend there's plenty of stuff guys like to go to the spa and get pedicures and stuff like that too yeah. right so Yes, bring your friends, split the cost. That's exactly how I would do it if I happen to be in this part of the country. 
So the Grove Park Inn sounds so nice. I am all about this stuff though, right? We know that you'll get your own private bathroom in your own room. It sounds like a super fabulous, nice, fancy place with good food. And I love the spa. It might just be a good weekend getaway, girls trip kind of thing to do. One thing I do want to read for everyone this this week, we got just a couple of really great reviews over the last few days, which I appreciate so much because when new listeners scroll and they see the reviews and they see the five stars and they see the nice comments, it makes them much more likely to click and listen and hopefully enjoy and keep listening to our show. Um, so this one is from, it says Hannah Catherine says, I love this podcast. She says, Lisa and Lindsay do such a great job of researching and creating episodes. I found them by searching Savannah themed haunted podcast since I'm headed there this week for my 30th birthday. Happy birthday. I have booked tours to the Sorrel, Sorrel Weed House and Mad Cat's Bad Kitty Pub Crawl for my husband, a skeptic, and I cannot wait. Well, I'm so excited that you booked that stuff because, you know, Lisa and I just finished doing the Sorrel Weed House again for like the third time. And, you know, like I always say, ghost hunting is like whale watching. You can't guarantee that you're going to find anything but this whole weed house is really active i think you've got a good shot of potentially coming across something interesting while you're there it's a really fun few hours of ghost hunting it is and they do such a good job too of debriefing the activity that you experienced and they can talk to oh you experience this we hear this happen all the time something that you may think is really minor they can say, hey, we've had this actually happen a lot. That's actually a major find that you had. So it's just been toured so much and ghost hunted so much that there's just so much information. It's it's cool. You are going to love it. And thank you so much for that amazing review. Yeah, it's great. I'm so glad that people are listening to the show because that's really the goal is, you know, we've got the tourist twist, right? So you might really enjoy the history and the stories and then maybe considering going to some of these places, or maybe you're too freaked out to do it, which I understand absolutely. But I love seeing that review. It makes me feel great about the show and, and what we put out each week. You know, we really try to make sure we find some interesting places um, and give our recommendations out for everybody. So thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to leave five stars, just like that previous review did. Um, help us engage more listeners and spread the word. If you have friends and family that are into the ghosts or even history stuff, tell them about our show all right have a great week and thank you for listening stay safe and healthy everybody